guys, it's Monique and Kadeksha, and we come from Queens. Can I say something? Yes. So, I went to see The Color Purple on Friday evening, and I am just still living in The Color Purple Overflow. Nice, was it? um, Sorry. What were you going to say? No, 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 actually continue. This is my second time seeing this play, and it's been, I realize, about five years since I've seen it. Wow. And um, so they changed up the, they changed up a few scenes, like they added scenes and they took some things away, but like black people are just so freaking talented. And I was just like in awe because I'm just like, y'all all like, y'all are all excellent. Like every single one of you, it was just so incredible to be there. And I just felt so honored. I'm going back to it again for the years out because it ends, I think, January 8th. Oh, yeah. So I'm going because that's hands down one of my favorite Broadway plays ever. Like I prepared myself because I was singing the songs. Yeah, I prepared myself because I was singing the songs before that I went. And like the soundtrack has been a repeat. Anyone who has has interacted with me has gotten (laughs) either me singing or just heard the music playing because I am Cynthia Erivo. She played Celie is phenomenal like i'm so proud of her this is her first um her first her debut broadway experience and she got a tony for it and she is just incredible like anyway i could go on and on i'm just i'm just still kind of like in awe and i just (laughs) just needed to share that that's good was it like a family outing it was me without you getting it to do oh okay Mm -hmm. yeah i think i'm gonna take my mom um and get tickets i guess tomorrow yeah good Um, stuff well can i say something yes so i just want to tell you and the listeners to brace yourself um because i have a few things i want to say oh geez it's also just been a while since you have spoken so like we're probably like overdue for a phone call um anyways but the first thing i want to say is um when you went to panama earlier this year you brought me back this <laughs> alcoholic beverage, and I was so happy to receive it because, I mean, it's me, and I like sometimes, you know, drinking some adult juice as I'm watching whatever I'm watching. Um, so last night, uh, I got in, I got back in town, and I said, you know what, I'm going to just, like, I'm just going to totally have a me day. I'm going to, like, watch Insecure. I'm going to, like, order some food because that's the unfortunate thing about traveling around holidays. You don't always bring back food with you. So you have nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was drinking some Chardonnay, I think I got for my birthday. There's just still a little bit left. And I was like, okay, this is feeling good. So I'm going to go try this this Panamanian thing, liquor, that Kadesha got me. And I'm going to have a great time. And unknowingly, it's rum. And I poured it like it was wine. So <laughs> when I took that first sip, I thought I was just going to fall on the floor. Oh, my like gosh. It. <laughs> it was quite a punch. Oh um, so then I said, okay, well, this is easy. I can totally make this a cocktail. I bought some juices, and I did. And um, that that was a very, very strong drink I had. So strong that when I went to order my pizza online, I got... I was tipsy, and I got so excited that Domino's was having a 50% off that I just (laughs) ordered pizza (laughs) and completely forgot to pick my toppings. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it wasn't until my pizza, like, arrived, and I opened the box upstairs, and I'm like, what? (laughs) Just cheese. This is just cheese pizza. And I'm like, that's like, I would take almost... No, I would take almost any. First off, I like pepperonis, but I would take chicken, bacon, pineapples, <laughs> like anything. But I opened it and I was like, I can't believe I got so excited over oh a half off that I didn't even, I just didn't even do that. So that continues with today. I was just like, I can't eat this. So I went to the supermarket and literally bought pepperoni, like sliced pepperoni oh to come back home. And decorate the pizza slices as I um reheated them because I can't. This is not what I wanted. Like I wanted pepperoni pizza. Nah, I think so, cheese pizza is um, everything. Like that's me. Cheese pizza. No, I would even like. I even like veggie pizzas. Like I just don't want this. Just cheese pizza. So that's just the first batch of ones. What I wanted to say. Um, the second thing was like Insecure is such a great, great show. Oh and right before my we started gosh. recording. <laughs> 
<laughs> right before we started recording, I saw um, an Instagram post that it's being renewed for a second season. So I am just like, yes. Like, I think yep, me too. Um, black women, and I'm going to include black men, and just people who want to see diversity, um, you know, on these type of platforms really came out and supported the show. Like, I wholeheartedly believe that. And I've just been having a blast. I binged it with my cousins. Um for thanksgiving like holiday and uh this is just so it's just so good having loved awkward black girl and this is definitely like a like you know your time has passed and it's not the same character per se no, but, but there are a lot of similarities <clears throat> yeah and i just like it's such it's such a good show he's a raising another person who i'm so proud of like she's just doing so right? well for herself and she really pulled herself up by the bootstraps like she really created her, like, her own entire empire yeah, and they announced that her she was gonna um, HBO was gonna give her a show or whatever years ago, and I mean like years, and I've just been waiting like, is this still happening? Like, did it fall? Oh, and it's just like, was it, wasn't Awkward Black Girl supposed to be the show? Well, I'm not quite sure right now. I can't I can't say that's what happened, but I know that they were just giving her a show. Okay. I don't know if it was like assumed that it was gonna be Awkward Black Girl, but it was based off of the success of Awkward Black Girl. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's just really good. I want to say that Daniel is so freaking fine. Yes, he is very, That is Kadesha's chiseled chocolate (laughs) with the cheese. For anyone who was wondering. (laughs) Yes, that is. (laughs) And I was just like, I just be watching him and I'm just like, but like how? Like where? I want one. <laughs> this isn't yeah, fair. Chisel chocolate. Daniel is it. He is. He Chisel is chocolate. And, but that um, show was really great, to, though. Like, really, it's such a good show. I really appreciate because you know a lot of times when they have sex scenes, I'm saying they as in like whatever mainstream, just in general, like programming. It's always like really. I'm saying at the expense of women, but I just, that's just what it is. Like, we always see a lot of a woman's mm, body. Yeah. So it was much appreciated to be seeing <laughs> <laughs> as often as they did, too. Um, you sound the like male. Crystal and Hey Friend Hey, because on yeah. Insecurity, they always talk about how much they appreciate <laughs> seeing the men. It was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny because, um, I, I was watching one episode with a male individual, and I don't think he was ready to be seen like the cheeks oh, no. like that. And I was just, I was smiling like I, I was in, I was in the zone. Anyways, those men got some good bodies on Insecure. Um, and then I'm almost done. There was one thing too that I was thinking about how uh, in 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 the show they talk about like this what if guy. Like there's that whole, you know, I'm not trying to be a spoiler, but they they kind of bring this up like if you had the opportunity to pursue your what if guy like would you and I kind of want to pose that question to you not the exact exact question but in your lifetime have you had like a what if guy what is like what, a, a, what do you describe as a what if guy well by the show it just seems like there Daniel was someone that if? you could have I was I wasn't trying to drop spoilers oh. if, if, there, if anyone hasn't seen it at oh, this sorry. point um but yeah basically him like if there's someone that you at a point in time you wish you guys could have been more but like you didn't hmm that's a good question let me just think about like who i've had crushes on you know it's so interesting because like i've had crushes on guys but like what I'm what I'm learning about myself is like I can I can find a guy attractive, but I just I'm not like strung out like oh my gosh like gotta have him you know yeah so I I would say mm, I want to say no, but a part of me feels like yes. And the only reason why I would say yes is because I am very much the type of person who does not reveal my feelings for, for people. So, like, if there's a guy that I'm crushing on, he would never know unless well, he right. makes the first move. So, I, that's the only reason why I would say yes. Because I can't, I can't, um, I don't have any money one in mind right now in particular. So, I would just say yes only because I oftentimes wish I was a little bit bolder. I hear you. Yeah. And just in terms of, like, Issa's character on this show, this is not someone per se that, I like, just... 
maybe the premise that you guys kind of know that there's like a little vibe there, but it never like went anywhere. Mm. Do you have an experience like that? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm I'm really just trying to think, and no, it sounds like you're trying to think. Okay, well, uh, okay, yeah, there was, okay. There was this guy in college who had a who had a huge crush on my freshman year in college. He was maybe two years older than me. Very attractive. I think he was the first chill of chocolate that I laid my eyes on that I was just like, <laughs> that's what I need in my life. Started it all. <laughs> and so, yeah, very attractive. And um, he knew that I had a crush on him. So, like, we started to talk a little bit, but, like, that was it. Like, we started to talk very briefly, and that was it. And I, was, and I always kind of wondered, like, what, like, what happened and why, why are we not? Like, why is there, hmm. is there not something else happening here? You know? Right, right. But back then I was really, I was 18, I think. Yeah. And I was even more just like out of tune. <laughs> so I can only imagine me, like 18 yeah, year old you. Like, yeah. Like how, how do you caught me now? Like, cause I was, I was really feeling bad. Like maybe, maybe I'm just not cute enough. Maybe, you know, I just thinking mm-hmm. that I wasn't enough, whatever it was, I wasn't enough. But like now, psh, like, no. You can't, like, no. <laughs> I don't care how attractive you are. No, sorry. So, not- I also, um, not bringing it into now, like, now you've moved on and stuff like that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But do you think, because this was in college, if it was still within, like, maybe a three-year period and the opportunity presented itself, do you think you would have, like, if he approached you, do you think you would have, you know, seen seen what could be? Uh, I think so. Yeah. You mean, like, between 18 and, like, 21, three-year period? Yeah, like, whenever you get yeah. out of college. Because I'm like, you know, I don't, I, this is the thing, I'm putting this question out there. But yeah. I don't I want it to be, like, if it were to happen now, we would jump on this bandwagon with the what-if guy if he pops out of nowhere now. I'm saying, like, back then, if there were, like, a few years in between that, and yeah. he popped up a few years ago. Yeah, I would say, yeah, but, but... It, Fast forward to now, like even if I wasn't dating someone, I wouldn't. Um, I don't. I wouldn't jump on it now. Yeah, yeah. Because I think he's. I think he's a very cocky individual, and I'm just like, <laughs> nah, you cute, but you ain't that cute. Like, oh. calm down. It's so interesting that that can really just turn you off from a person. Yeah, it's just like it's okay. Like, it's alright. So, um, I asked you all that. I'm definitely going to talk about myself, and then we could we could keep this moving. Um, <laughs> we spent a lot of time. <laughs> Oh, I know I'm, I'm watching okay. it yeah because this was just like it was really on my mind and um I definitely had a what if person and it I thought that I got closure with the what if like I was no longer um wondering hmm. like what if I yeah I, I felt person <laughs> yeah and I also have a what if person that you I feel like you could have talked about but it's okay. fine. But you do know this what if person I'm speaking of. That's okay. fine with me. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I, I felt that I really got closure. And it was like one of those things where like you never get the, you never get, you don't get the closure that you need, but you end up, you don't get the closure that you want, but you end up getting the closure that you need. Right. It right. was like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt fine with it. But then like the person resurfaced in my life. And I was just like, ooh, this is interesting. And um we hung out and we talked and stuff like that for like two, three months maybe. And I got like another level of closure with that experience. And I was like, wow, like I didn't, I thought I was good, but like now I'm like, I'm really, really good on the what if guy. And it was just like seeing how the character. Sorry, you just brought back memories. There is a, there's definitely a what if person anyway. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing the way the character on insecure went about their what if just like while being in a relationship too just kind of made me wonder like nah like that (laughs) I don't want to say never but I highly doubt like that could be me like I would have to be under some influences I would have had to be drinking like some dark liquor or something like I don't know because like no just like I can't I can't but um it kind of feels good to 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 be quite a distance from both from the what if like I don't I don't wonder what if about like anyone. Yeah. The end. <laughs> That's our can I say something. Yeah, Unless you wanted to good. go but 
that was oh, a good okay. question. Yeah, I mean, it's such a good show. It's just making me think of like everything. Yeah, man. But let's let's move it forward. Thank Tell- God for growth. <laughs> oh yes, thank God for growth for real. I mean, I mean, it's so interesting. But what about today's topic, Kadesha? Tell oh. the listeners. <laughs> So today's topic is actually the second topic in our little series, which we we didn't give a real name to yet. But yes, don't worry, you did. Guys, it's oh, it's old year. What? Out with the old, in with the new. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm gonna have to dig it up because you definitely suggested something, and I was with it. Now you said we don't know. I'm oh, sorry, forgot. I'm sorry, guys. My brain. It's okay. <clears throat> um, your, your brain is going through it. Sorry. Okay, so yeah, this is the second episode in our series, which Monique will mention to you guys a little bit later what the name of this series is. Because Yeah, the I'm series losing. is Out with the Old, In with the New. Okay, so that's the title of the series. Cool. Um, and so the last time we recorded, well, the last episode we dropped was about um, money. No, it wasn't about money. It was about time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> It's, it's your brain, everybody. Kadesha is sick again, as, as you guys are probably accustomed to her getting sick oh <laughs> every gosh. few episodes. Um, so I work with five-year-olds who sneeze in my face all day long. So and sneeze that. everywhere and touch everything. Everything, all yeah. The time. Pick their noses and, and all that stuff. But anyway, yeah, so the last time we talked about time, we talked about the importance of time, valuing your time, structuring your time, all that stuff. So um, number two is... Um, structuring an environment that's conducive to you. And so just like we did for the last episode, we read an article um, that lent itself to the topic. And I think this conversation will be a little bit longer than the last one. <laughs> oh, no. So. Oh, no, that's good. I mean, oh, I'm yeah, only like, saying, what? oh, no, because I we t- I made us talk so much <laughs> already. Oh. That's only why. But, oh, yes, yeah, hopefully yeah. it is longer than <laughs> that last one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that last one was funny. <laughs> so the title of the article that we read is um, "Design an Environment Conducive to the Person You Become." And you know, I really don't want to butcher this person's name, the person who wrote it, but I'm going to try my best. Mm-hmm. The author of this article is Srinivas Rao. Now, mm-hmm. if I'm mispronouncing that, my deepest apologies. But you know, try my best here. You sure did. So you can you can get right into it, girl. Okay, so um, did you find this article or did I find it? You, uh, you did from one of those other oh, okay. things. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. That's really cool. I, I, I thought this was, first off, it was a quick and easy read. We'll link it, it as we always do. Um, and I just kind of appreciated just like how forward and just like real this person was. Uh, it's a median, a medium um, post. So that's I like, like that what website. people... It's a very nice website. Yeah. And I also... I also almost think that um, it like there's like a line where people could probably get a little full of themselves because they're writing on Medium. But really? I also just kind of, I think so. I'm not too sure this will be elaborated another time. Okay. But I really do enjoy it because things are things are pretty quick and easy to read on that on that yeah. platform. So I think we should just like kind of go through the four points, right? One by yeah. one, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the first thing that he talked about was um. Okay, so, no, let's start like this. The article highlights things to ensure that you have (laughs) equipped your physical and internal space to make you the best you possible. And that's what we're all, we're doing here with these little pod series right now. We want you to be the best you possible going out and definitely starting the new year. So, the first thing he talks about is eliminating tolerations. And what is a toleration? He says it's a minor convenience which hinders you from seeing the bigger picture. Inconvenience. What did I say? Convenience. Oh, inconvenience. Um, which hinders you from seeing the bigger picture and moving forward. So he also says that throughout our lives, we tolerate minor inconveniences like a cracked screen on a phone, a tear in a pair of jeans, or a scuffed up pair of shoes. But the moment you eliminate these tolerations from your life, you'll notice the, um, an immediate difference. So with that, Miss Kadesha, do you agree with the sentiment of eliminating these minor inconveniences. Okay, so when I was reading it and I and I saw where he was going with minor inconveniences, I was a little bothered because it felt very materialistic. 
Yeah, totally agree. So, cracks in a phone, a tear in a pair of jeans, a scuffed pair of shoes. And I'm like, mm, okay, I, I can understand why you would consider that an inconvenience. Um, however, it, it's not, I mean, in taking into consideration people's means, it's not always so easy to just say, well, out with the old, in with the new. Like, okay, right, right. Shoe, shoes, shoe is acting up. Let me just get a new pair. My phone is, is cracked screen. Let me get a new phone. No, because these phones are expensive. We live oh, in gosh. some times where everything is really expensive. I and mean, we live who would have thought that a phone would become so expensive? No, seriously. Like, do you remember you when like two hundred dollars was a lot for a phone, or three hundred was a lot, and you're like, mm, "That was a lot for a phone." Now phones are freaking like buying a laptop or something, right? So, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, I I was a little annoyed with that whole uh, minor inconvenience thing. I think if we're defining a minor inconvenience for ourselves, then I I understand his point. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like little things that are tripping you up from seeing the bigger picture, which is essentially the big idea there. And so that's what I agree with. I agree that, you know, you have to take time out to, uh, as ET says, know your why, why are you do, why are you doing whatever it is that you're doing? What's the bigger mm-hmm. picture? What's the end goal? What's the end result? And in determining that, then you can work on deciding, okay, is this really important to my Big picture? Okay, no. Then I can eliminate that toleration. But that whatever it is that I'm tolerating. You get me? Yeah, yeah, I get okay. you. I'm just I'm thinking. I'm listening okay. to you and I'm thinking like, hmm. So I agree with you. I also agree with him though, because of um as I said plenty, plenty of times, you know, I'm trying to like purge like my room and all this sort of stuff like that. And when he talks about like a tear and a pair of jeans and a scuffed up pair of shoes, I mean, I took that really personally because <laughs> I had thrifted this pair of jeans and I was so excited because they were Zara jeans and I got them for like less than $10. And they held me down for like a good eight months. And then there was a point where I started noticing like a hole forming in the inner thigh and then like a second hole started forming. And I was like, but these are so good. Like they fit so right. And I just, I really love them. Um, but I just would not throw them out i would not let them go but it was getting to a point where i was wondering if i'm walking up steps can anyone see girl i've um, been there <laughs> can anyone see these holes you know so i i just had to do it i said if i don't throw this out like i don't put it back in the hamper if i don't throw this in the garbage now it's probably never going and i was even trying to think well maybe i could turn them into shorts and it's like no like just- yeah same 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 <laughs> like i have you have that to- I just throughout maybe last week because i was holding on to them like that yeah, and then with the scuffed ju- um, shoes, I just threw out a pair of boots um, yesterday because I wore them. I think it rained like last week or whatever, and I thought I could get away with wearing them. But as I got to work, I'm like, Monique, like this, the pleather is is like flaking off. Like you, ha- you can't yeah. wear this anymore. I think I had those boots for like four years and some change and it's like yeah, that's me let them go because yeah. it's like the inconvenience is not wanting people to see you like this (laughs) but you clearly went out the house like this because of just the comfort but like you know so I said if I don't throw these boots out I'm going to wear them again and go through this whole experience emotionally this is my last time this is my last time wearing them yeah no but I did good that you talked to me about yes (laughs) and I was like maybe nobody can see and then you were just like um the the leather on your boots is (laughs) yeah yeah did you find them did you try and, and like just reorder them uh, I did kind of look, but I can't find them. Those boots, I bought them in 2010. Oh, wow. And they were from Baker's. Like, Baker's is not around Oh, anymore. Baker's brand, is gone. Yeah, the brand is not a Baker's brand, but... Yeah, you tried searching the brand? Yeah. Dang, that sucks. Yeah, me, yeah. I was going to try and search the brand, too, because it's on at DSW. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, let it go. Like, just buy another pair of black boots. Like, it's okay. Like, I just need another pair of over the knee boots. Those boots were perfect. DSW has a lot of them. Um, they also have a really good sale right now. Oh, you go on their website and try to that. find one. Um, I did buy two pair of boots from them because I want to get into this over the knee game. You know, I want to be cute like I that. I miss my over the knee. Like last winter, I wore those, but I should have gotten rid of them. But this is my first winter without over the knee boots, and I feel empty inside. Like I have you gonna get regular them. boots, but I need over the knee like black. 
you know, just to kill yeah. an outfit real quick. Because you could wear a casual outfit, throw some over-the-knee boots on, and just <laughs> hello, somebody. Well, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to doing. I'm trying to, okay, uh, well, this, we kind of get into this later. Sorry. But um, anyways, so, um, well then, do you want to talk about defining the minor inconveniences or um, not? I don't think we have to. Cool. So he suggests okay, he suggests this tactic um for making a list of the minor inconveniences and then mm-hmm. um working to eliminate them. And I think that's kind of good because I can't say I can define completely what my inconveniences are because I'm not really aware of them. So just like when we did the activity logs, um Yeah in regarding the time management thing Don't I worry, you guys that- can see the activity logs before this episode drops. <laughs> <laughs> okay um but in regards to that that you know showcased enough i already knew that there was things i wasn't gonna like so, so about it like how i spend my time but i think in kind of taking account of what my income well, what can be an inconvenience um could be a little enlightening so that was it yeah i i agree when i was when i was looking at that too i was like this would it would just be a really nice exercise to tap in because mm-hmm. like you said with activity logs like once i knew that i was tracking my time i was like okay i can't you want to spend your time like better yes i was just like i can't because they're gonna see it <laughs> but like everybody was watching me which is good okay so the second thing on the list i'm sorry did you have something else to say huh Oh, I thought you had something else to say. No, I'm Uh, good. Okay. So the second thing on the list was your physical space. And so he talked about the idea of designing a physical space, which is conducive, again, to the person you'd like to become. Um, So what would you say your physical space should look like? Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That was the wrong question. Okay. What does your physical space look like currently? Okay. So I call my room like a cave. Okay. Um... Because I have one of those, uh, like, loft beds with a desk underneath. Um, However, I've had this set up. I live at home, right? So I have had this set up since I was, like, 14 or 15 or something like that. It has grown with me. And it's definitely, like, a cave. And I don't don't want it to feel like that anymore. I I feel like I'm past that point in my (laughs) life. I'm out of high school and out of college. And um, I want to be in the open now. so okay so since you're saying that ouch my legs are killing me i'm sorry since you're saying that you don't you don't want to be in that do you are you saying that that's not a conducive space no not at this point not anymore okay but it's not functional yeah it definitely like i said it worked when i was in high school and definitely like in college i was very um just for the type of work i had to do this was okay this was the setup needed okay but yeah i'm not there anymore Okay. Uh, how about you? Um, my, well, my space, obviously, I, I've said before that I live on my own now. And so I spend a lot of time in my living room. And, uh, you know, this space is conducive at times and other times it's not. Um, I work a lot, as I've said a million and one times. And so a lot of times I spend time just like sitting on my couch, on the computer, doing work or whatever. Um, so i'm trying to think i think i think it's conducive it's just uh conditional (laughs) like it's a conducive it's a conditional conducive because there are times i can come home sit on the couch do the work other times i'll sit on the couch and fall asleep and other times i'll just sit on the couch and watch tv i think what will make it more conducive for me is if i finally invested in a computer desk which I've been I was saying I'm going, going to, to ask. Yeah. yeah. Finally invest in one and put it out of a back room, put it in the back room and make that my space. Cause for a yeah. long time when I was at my mom's, well, when I came home from college, I made sure I had my own workspace. We have a basement and, um, there's a computer desk there and I would bring my laptop and that's where I would get my work done. And it was kind of like a cave. Like you say, like I would go down there sometimes to keep the, keep the lights off and just like zone out and work. So, um, yeah, my space is, I, I would say it's conducive at times and at other times, no, it's conducive like, when I want it to be. Well, yeah. My it's bedroom is never, it's <laughs> never conducive, but, um, yeah. Um, was there anything else? Uh, sorry. Okay. So he had a quote in that 
when he talked about physical space. And the quote says, my friend Charmaine Hayworth, who worked as an interior designer, has one simple rule when it comes to your physical space. If you don't absolutely love it, why buy it? This helps you to not only to not only avoid buying ish you neither need or want and ensure that everything in your environment inspires you. So, um, in designing, so if you basically, if you had the opportunity to design your entire physical space, do you, would you happen to agree with this statement? Um, I guess kind of, yeah. You know, I've been, I've been in this like vibe space, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that the things I'm getting and the things that are in my space are things that I really like and enjoy. Like I need to feel good because, you know, you're going to do work and maybe not every type of work you do would be the most pleasing. But at right. least if you're in an environment that's good, that can make the work experience better. And I actually just think of that in terms of like actual work, not even working at home, but the fact that, like I said before, like I like my job and I like my coworkers, it just makes the it, it makes like that's an instance of the good outweighing the bad. So right. if it's my home space, I would want it to most definitely. Like I wouldn't purchase things that I'm not too sure about because then like if it starts breaking or if something happens to it, like I don't even want that damn thing in the first place. Right, like, right, right, right. You know, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, I think it's like a vibe thing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, um, when I first, when I, well, when I was preparing to move in, like, I knew that I was thinking about things that I could value and treasure for a long time. And I didn't want to just put, like, cheap things in there. Like, oh, I saw this, no shade to Ikea, but people love, like, going to Ikea and Bob's Furniture. And like, oh, just get this, just get that. And those, like, they have a lot of cute pieces, but I knew I wanted quality things that would last and something that would be reflective of me. And so when designing that space, I wanted to ensure that I had just nice fixtures that were just, that just felt like, this is me, like, this is Kadesha. <laughs> and, you know, as I'm thinking about this, I have to go back to the coffee table thing. I was thinking it too. <laughs> I was like, we should take it back. TBT, remind the listeners or <laughs> let anyone know that don't know. So about I don't the coffee know if you table. guys remember the coffee table talk, but I had a birthday gathering for Monique at my apartment <clears throat> back in June, and her lovely friend, whose name we will not say, although I'm pretty sure I've said it already. <laughs> you haven't said it yet, but uh, it oh, was said in that episode, and okay. we met up with the cure too. Right. Okay. So the name was they, like dragged her. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna say it this time. I'm, I'm gonna let you yeah. live this time, girl. Oh. But basically, this chick expressed her dislike for my coffee table and how I guess as the night progressed the coffee table started to grow on her and you know (laughs) I will say this again that like I don't give a crap what she thought about my coffee table because I remember like scouting out the perfect coffee table and I was online and I was looking in stores and I was just like I just need a coffee table that's going to complement my furniture and when I found this coffee table I think I got it from home goods I found it online I was like I need that in my life found it ordered it to the store and I no I went to the store to look at it to make sure it was what I wanted and that coffee table just had my heart so for this chick to be telling me that she didn't like my coffee table, like, girl, bye. That coffee table definitely complimented my space. And it still does complement my space. And I don't care what she thinks. And that's ultimately what it is. Yeah. You're the one that's going to be in this place. So why wouldn't you have okay. things that you, like, love around you? Right. Exactly. And, I mean, but um, okay. when, when I read this point, sorry, when I read this point, I just really appreciated the fact that they talked about your physical space because oftentimes we talk about space in like the mental or like when he talked about toleration, do you know, it's not, we generally don't talk about filling a, a physical space. Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. Um, I was going to just use the segue of if you don't love it, why buy it mm-hmm. and turn that into the, the way you dress. Yeah. So he says that, the sentiment um, that dressing pl- plays... What? What did you say? Dressing the part. Okay. The sentiment that dressing <laughs> the part plays into your psyche and ultimately makes you better. I don't understand that. So... For sure. I don't know if you remember, but when... He, in the article, he talked about... Um, 
it's important to dress the part. So if you if you're working from home, oh, you right. still should get up and dress up every day. Don't just get on your computer in your in your pajamas. You should always dress the part because mm. it it has a direct effect on the way you work. And he even talked about too how putting on his shoes made him more productive. Right. I was like even from working mm. at home. I was like, really? Uh, yeah, I was. I was just like, you're probably not black, but I actually am not. I mean, yeah, because I was just thinking like, I'm not putting my shoes on. <laughs> Definitely not. Or, or Asian too. Asians like need their shoes outside. I mean, but who knows? Right. So we're being super judgmental right now. <laughs> Whoa. Um, me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I'm. I'm saying the words I want to say. <laughs> he also said that a really simple filter is this. Are you dressed like you're up to something or dressed like you're up to nothing? And, I like um, that. I really like that too. And I just took it personally. Because oh, no. I am I am team flannel gang. Like, that's just me. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember when, when I kind of first started working. I know what I you're going to say. I know what yeah, you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... Um, seeing someone then, and we met after I got off work, and <laughs> they just looked at me, and they were like, you wore that to work? Like, that? And I was just like, like, yeah. I wore flannel jeans and, like, combat boots, and, like, I don't know, maybe like, I had a, a, a beanie also, like, on my head, and I was like, yeah, I wore this to work. Like, this is how a lot of people dress. <laughs> they were just like, okay. And I was just like, this is really awkward right now. Um, <laughs> I feel fine, but it's also like, I, you know, how you're perceived or whatever. And not right. that I look bummy, but I definitely look comfortable, like a smooth ninety-five percent of the time. Um, I have worn joggers and like sweat type of pants, and not not the sweatpants like you wear at your house or like like dudes wear whatever but still like sweatpants um to work because i wanted to be comfortable but uh yeah but it's also the type of job that i work right you know you would actually i can't say i've really seen people with full-on sweatpants at work but i wore like this like you know how they have like i said like the jogger sweatpants type of thing okay but like I said, that's just kind of me and being comfortable. And I wear hoodies quite often to work. Um, that's just what it is. I don't know. I uh, Well, I took this person too because I love dressing up. I mean, on the weekends, I just be like, nah, like, no, thank you. Saturday, no. But um, I think I'm the reverse. Like, I, I dress up on the weekends because I'm so chill at work. Mm, yeah. I mean, sometimes on the weekends I do, but I, like... I remember when I realized that I wanted to become a teacher, I was like, this is great. I'm going to be the cutest teacher ever. Like, I'm just going to get dressed up every day and it's going to be fun. Like, I'm going to wear heels. It's going to be great. And that's what I do. Like, I wear heels to work. I wear my dresses and I just feel great. I just love it. But there are some days where I'm just like, okay, enough. Like, enough is enough. But also, like you said, it's just it's just a profession that I have. <clears throat> yeah. I could not show up to work in a hoodie. And, well, on Fridays I could. Some people do. But, yeah, I mean generally i would not show up to work in hoodie and some jeans and combat boots like no not appropriate yeah it's like when you work in the creative field first off flannels is just like a staple like everybody right i feel like yeah has plaid shirts and flannels and super crap like that yeah then the second thing is just about everyone is wearing sneakers like all the time like there's a huge converse and van culture in my in my studio, and then tennis shoes, just like ugly tennis shoes, mostly worn by dudes. Converse makes me jealous because I would love to wear Converse to work every day. Yeah, so um, it just speaks to that. But however, too, over the last like three years, I've been trying to, you know, mature my style a bit. Um, looking around my age, I know I can't probably look my age, but at least <laughs> get further away from looking like a teenager. You know, so that's been that's been fun and interesting trying to do that um so i think i'm also sorry with thinking about dress i'm I'm just thinking about like okay in my field specifically when because when i worked at at the old school people didn't always dress appropriately oh yeah you told me yeah and so my thing with that is 
I think it's very important to be mindful of the way that you're presenting yourself because you're projecting an image. Not that you should care about what people think about you, but if you're presenting yourself as an educator, right? Educators should not be out here in leggings. You're teaching my child in leggings? Yeah. Like, I don't think that's appropriate. And somebody, someone very well may disagree with me. And if you do, please engage with me. I just, I just don't think leggings is inappropriate. I mean, I wear leggings to work, but I wear it under a dress. You know, I'm not wearing leggings and a, and a denim shirt to work. Like, I'm not doing that. Um, I just don't think that's appropriate. I I think sweatpants to work in my field are not appropriate. Just no, no. Tim's no. Like, we don't do that. I want to wear Tim's. I do. But that's just my thing. And these I, you know, memes about New York City, like, they just drive so me crazy. Funny. So funny, those memes. And I have my friend, I don't think he listens. Um, my friend in North Carolina, like, he sends me all of them every time he comes across one. Yes. With the beads and the, the mm-hmm. Tim. Yeah. And there was, the like, some meme with, um, with the characters from a goofy movie. And the homegirl is holding what was a rose but they put a red tim instead oh my god where the rose petals should be and i'm just like stop this right now <laughs> what a mess um but yeah so what's the next one uh oh the company you keep which is definitely you can, you can definitely speak to this one. <laughs> oh boy okay um so you become, there's a quote that says, you become the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And that quote is by Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. And yes, 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 and yes. I am, okay, maybe I should go through. Just do this, just first. go, just talk, just go through okay. everything. Go through the points or just talk? Yep, yep, just go, okay. whichever one. Uh, okay, I'm just going to talk and then I'll get to the points. So okay. I completely agree with this statement, primarily because I, I think for such a, a long time I've been, um, I would say I've been kind of selfish about the people that I surround myself with because I just don't believe in allowing people into my space, um, who don't deserve to be there. Not that I'm just this high and mighty person who I handpick you because of some divine reason. No, I just think that, um, I think that everyone is uh, everyone has a, the privilege, the right to be selfish with who they surround themselves with. Everyone cannot pour into you. Everyone does not deserve a seat at the table. Hello, Solange. Like, everyone, I mean, I, I think I think you have to know if you're knowing if you know like your vision, your goal for yourself. Then you're surrounding people. So you're surrounding yourself with people who can uplift you, people who can encourage you, and they don't have to necessarily speak words of encouragement to you. They can encourage you in an act. So you can watch someone and say, like, I like your work ethic. I want to be more like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that it's important to keep good people around you. Anyway, I will go to the points. Um, so well, you kind of just did. I did. How important one. is it to keep good company around you? And I said that. I, I believe in transfer energy me and Ness Ness was on this podcast before Ness always talk about that like the transfer of energy mm-hmm. I like high energy people I like to know that it's a, it's a transfer like I've, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast but I definitely talked to you about it I have this co-worker who mm. is always complaining like every time I see her I'm just like girl like they just reach a point where I don't even ask her how she's doing anymore I just see her I she's like hey girl like how you too. doing yeah she's just like hey girl how you doing I'm like I'm good and like that's it and I hate to be that person where it's just where I can't reciprocate and say how are you but I don't want to hear it like I don't want to hear you complain about your husband I don't want to hear about hear you complain about your child I don't want to hear you complain about your mom but God is good like I don't I don't want to hear that today sorry I'm I'm good um yeah so it, it's it's really it's really important to keep positive people around you we can't be positive all the time because life is life um but positive people people who are doing things with themselves people who can encourage you right i um definitely feel it's important to keep good as quotations company around you but most i guess most importantly kind of having like balance like as you're saying like people are not going to be like positive all the time but you want like real legit people around Mm you mm -hmm. um people that are going to be honest with you and and vice versa and um for me like I've talked about being sad or like depressed or and all that sort of stuff and it's 
it's been super helpful and also there was a lot of weeding out of friends through some of those processes of of having really good people around you that people that are going to listen to you hear you out and sometimes tell you what you what you need to hear and then sometimes actually just listen you know not not well i'm saying sometimes people being like like really honest with you but also Um, having people that also know when to maybe be like a gentle and you know they may have to just maybe like sugarcoat or something just to help you along ultimately they do whatever they have to but it's it's been very like i'm super thankful for having like legit people around me yeah me too Mm mm-hmm so what is good company? I've I've already talked about what I think good company. Yeah, is. I think I kind of just said that too. Okay, like just um, having that. and also having sorry, and it sounded like you just caught something too. Mm-hmm. I would say also having like the type of relationships with people that are like not super demanding on you. You know, like oh, I have girl. this one friend that we go some time. I have not this one friend. There's a couple people now. That I think about that. Like I, then we go time without conversing with each other. And it's not because of like, we kind of don't feel each other like that, but it's just like, kind of like life, you know, but whenever yeah. we hit one another up, it's always like, Oh my gosh, I missed you. Da, da, tell me this, tell me that. Like, right. you know, and then like we see each other and it's like, no time has passed. And it's like, that's the type of good company I like to be around. Yeah. Also, I'm thinking, because I said, like, a lot of people were, like, core positive and uplifting and all that stuff, but, like, I like encouraging people, and I like, like, I have friends who encourage me, inspire me, all that stuff, and then I have friends who, like, I can just have a good time with, like, I'm thinking about one friend in particular, this person, I can't say pours into my life, and I don't really do that for her either. Well, sometimes I give her pointers. I, like I feel like I already know who you're talking about. Yeah, I think you do. I don't okay. like give her life pointers. But, like, she's just a good person to be around with. Like, I know that <laughs> I know that whenever she's around, I'm going to laugh because she's yeah. going to do something that's going to amuse me. She's a very predictable person, but <laughs> I enjoy her company. Like, I really do. Also, I wouldn't keep her around. Certain people you can only take in doses though because mm. i know i could not have her around me all the time because girl yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. but you know you you just have to know those friends it's good to have a, like a wide variety of friends most definitely people in your circle so how do you rid yourself of quote quote bad company you know <laughs> come on come uh, on <laughs> So, moment of transparency. Yeah, no, seriously. We talked about this in church a few weeks ago. And um, something that I, this is really bad, but like, if I'm not feeling you, I'm really good about cutting people off. Like, nah, like, I don't, I don't like you. So I'm just going to cut you without any real warning. But the type of person that I am, I kind of do give warnings without verbally expressing my warnings, right? So there will be a change in my attitude. There will be there will be a change in the way that I move. And then before you know it, you just get cut. So if, if you're doing something that bothers me, if you are, even if I just feel like you just aren't somebody who I need to be around, you just get cut because I don't, I don't, but that I, that's not good. Even though I do that, it's not good. I was at church and they talked about, um, relationships and um how much you value a relationship i guess based on the way that you handle it when in conflict Mm -hmm. and i'm like i said before i'm good for cutting people off but i don't just cut people off just because like if you did something to piss me off i wouldn't just cut you off i might cut you off for a day and just be like you know i'm not gonna talk to her today because i just don't feel like it but there has to be a real reason for me to cut you off and it has to be a build-up of things you know yeah so, yeah, that's that's how I rid myself of a bad company. Just snip, snip, cut you off. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. So, for me, I've expressed, um, this was probably, like, maybe, like, first season or something, second season. Definitely maybe, like, first. Um... It's just really hard for me to not be friends yeah. with people and yeah. let people go. Like I just whereas I'm like bye. Yeah, I'm just like I give people like many many chances and like I just I just don't want to let relationships and friendships go or whatever. Um, so when it comes down to like bad company, it's like it it would have to be like a repeating thing happening or someone would have to be like really offensive and um then then I kind of can sometimes go cold turkey, but I'm more of, like, a gradual, like, walk away, back <laughs> away from stuff. Um, I, I've i had a couple people that were um, 
the relationships were the friendships i would say were pretty weighted and it was just a slow slowly distancing myself from that experience and there was a person too that i used to be real cool with that similar to your co-worker she just used to it just seemed like she just wanted someone just to dump all her problems on mm-hmm. and she would just like message me on facebook and text me or whatever and she'd be like hey mo how are you i'm like good how are you and then here goes the laundry list of yeah, everything that's wrong like, and it's just like it got to a point where she wasn't even asking me how i was and that's just kind of like the the hair that like you know the last hair like i can't take this anymore yeah. you don't even like just i didn't say this to her but i'm like she doesn't even ask me how i am she's just like hey mo and then just starts blabbering like i don't even have yeah. time to respond i'm like i don't i don't want that and then um, there was another friend that I had that we actually somehow had like a falling out where it wasn't a good argument, but they cut me off. And that was like, this does not feel good. Like, I, I don't Funny cut story. people off. Yes. Yeah. I'm telling the story in a, like, in a, in a kind of roundabout way. Cause I, okay. cause you, yeah, you are very well aware of the story. But anyway, this person like, <laughs> like wait, <laughs> cut me off. And it was like weird because I've heard you're a person that cuts people off whatever and I was aware of this person that's just the way they operate that's what they do like if they don't like something that you did you never existed to them so I just didn't think that I would be one of those people and um it was like challenging I just didn't I didn't like that feeling so I was like I can't cut people off and like I said like I love my friends or whatever I really like if I'm have befriended you like that's it's like that's it like you can't this is like <laughs> no turning this, back no take back yeah like what do you what do you think you're doing <laughs> here for life where do you think you're going um excuse you um so this was like this was really interesting and that person the friendship has changed like ever since that person has re tried to re-enter my life for for better or worse whatever um but i'm not making no effort to see or call or text them or like whatever but it's just like that was just like really weird so anyways with with getting rid of bad company yeah i'm just kind of like slowly back away Unless they're really, really offensive. Yeah. And this is not talking about guys. When it comes to, like, guys and dating, that's where the cutoff kind of really happens. Like, for you. <sighs> yeah. And I was like, ah, nope, this is not going to go anywhere. This is not, this is not going to work. Like, I remember this, whoa, I remember this one dude. This, he was crazy. Um, he was definitely, like, bad energy all around. And I was just like, I didn't really want to talk to him anymore. And I told him that. But not because he had bad energy, but I just told him, like, I don't think this is really going to work. Mm-hmm. And he flipped for days. And I was like, that's how I knew I made he the right flipped? decision. Flipped for days. Oh he left me, like, voicemails cursing me out, text messages oh. cursing me out. <laughs> you didn't tell me this. I'm, I'm well, this was, this, was, um, this was definitely in my younger years of, like, online dating stuff. He was, he was <clears throat> a bad case. But anyways, That's I knew funny. I made the right decision. With, with guys, I can kind of, like, break it off much quicker and sooner. Because it's just like, I don't know, you're dating. But, yeah. um, anyways, um, I think we just said that. Um, I'm just uh, thinking more about the cutoff thing. I, I said this before, but I just want to say it in detail. I, I just think that, um, for me, when it comes to cutting people off, it, it's more about, like, how much I how much I value you as a person, how much I value the relationship. Mm-hmm. So if I think that there's really something to salvage, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cut you off immediately, you know? Cause I don't want people to think I'm a cut off person. Cause somebody called me that before. Yeah. And it hurt my feelings. <laughs> I recall. Yeah. Like this person was just all about, Kanesha, you can't cut people off. Like that's all you do. You just cut people off for no reason. <laughs> and, you, and, you, and I'm just like, but that's really not how things happen for me. Oh my gosh. Like if I value you as a person and if our friendship is worth us having a conversation, about how we can make a shift, then I'll do that. You know? Yeah. But if I don't think you're worth it, then I'm just like, mm, actually, mm, eh, thanks. Because <laughs> you're not doing anything for me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so is it ever okay to have a good, I mean, have a generous mix of good and bad company? I'm, I'm caught up on the word generous. Um, I just, you know. You know me. Well, <laughs> yeah, because, like, what a generous mix of good and bad company. I mean, like, an even mix. Um, I think you should definitely have more good company than bad. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have this, quote, bad company, you should definitely convert them. be conscious of how you're engaging and maybe yeah. how often. 
Because, like, yeah. like you said, it's like a transfer of energies and all that yeah. stuff. So, misery sure does love company. Let me tell you. Yes, that's true. Mm. I think, um, yeah, I think that de- it definitely shouldn't be balanced. I think that. I mean, I would like to eliminate bad company, but I think everything happens for a reason. And I think that we need a little bit of both yeah. to kind of grow us. So Yeah, um, and it's like, it's balance. Right. So, well, a lot more good than bad, but we mm. definitely need both. So, yeah, it's okay to have a mix. Not not a generous mix, but it's okay to have a mix. Yeah. So that was a you question there. Like, like generous. Yeah, sorry. I just, I got caught up. <laughs> I got caught up when I was typing this. Um, so we're, we're basically come to the end of this and, um, you know, it's another quick one. <laughs> no, this was fine. It was. Well, the, can I say something was like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like 20 that's minutes what long. made this fine. <laughs> oh gosh, but it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. Um, this was great. Do you have any final thoughts or final, final comments about the topic of today? Well, I feel like this topic just like this series is just meeting me definitely where I am personally. Like I, um. I am, oh, there was something else I wanted to note. This is cool. So I've talked about this book like a bajillion times already, the life-changing magic of tidying up. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just like we're talking about creating a conducive space and, you know, having good people around you. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. That's That's like, that's exactly where I am. I'm trying to be better with my time management and how I spend time because it's like you don't have enough time. So you have to pull time from somewhere. So that's been great. Uh, becoming a little bit more mindful of that. And then now with this conducive space and like, you know, having the area to help you be the person that you're trying to be like, it all goes like hand in hand. Um, so also what I've, what I'm going to start doing, I didn't start yet is uh Pinterest get back on that mm-hmm. and kind of like start looking and setting up some boards of just like you know for inspiration girl. I will get caught up I'm I'm very well aware of that but that's also why I haven't done it yet because I feel like that maybe that's something I don't know is that something I should set aside time for or I should do while I'm commuting like I'm not too sure yet um but anyways I just like this is just great this is a great little series that we're doing here it is and I'm proud of us <laughs> I'm proud of everyone proud of everyone i can't wait for the next episode the next one's gonna be so good you guys are gonna love the next episode like you're gonna love it yeah um what about you yeah uh oh sorry <laughs> i was about to wrap up <laughs> nah um so yeah i think like monique said i think this is a really good series and it's um for me it's very reflective so i think uh it's just, I think it's just important to be mindful of this space, of your space, your physical space, your internal space, and be mindful of who you're, who you're inviting into your space, mm-hmm. um, how much time they're spending in your space. And um, I, I think for me, the biggest thing here was the physical space because I didn't think so much about that. So um, yeah, just like tune into that like what is something that you like what is something that uplifts you and makes you feel like you actually want to be in that space like when I come home every day I'm actually so happy to be home and And I thought that yeah that's good that's good that's how you should feel yeah and I thought that moving out of my mom's house it would be hard to find that because like when I would go away to college and come back home I would just be like there's no place like home like there's just nothing like this so it's just nice to have my own new space and I'm able to have that same feeling so Make sure you're designing a, a space that's that's really going to help you to flourish, guys. Let's mm-hmm. flourish in 2017. So yeah, that's it. Well, um, so time for the huh? quote. Yes, quote time. So my quote is: "Energy is contagious, positive and negative alike. I will forever be mindful of what and who I am allowing into my space." Extension of what I said, right? Right. Hello. Yeah, are you going to say who who's, who quote it is? Oh, no, I'm not because I don't know. What? It's right there. It's not big enough. I can't see. It says Alex L., the author. Where do you see that? At the bottom. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, this is not. I can't see. Oh, okay. Well, it's at the bottom of it. So Alex L., wow, is um is amazing. She's on Instagram. She's yes, an she author. Is. Um, a wife. She's a, a mother. Yeah, she's awesome. Awesome sauce. Um, 
So, and lastly, you can connect with us on our website, wecomefromqueens.com, as well as our social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter, at wecomefromqueens. You can listen to us through iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Everything is working. Everything is good now. It's perfecto. Um, we like to give a huge shout-out to those who have um, given us some ratings and reviews on iTunes. And, you know, keep doing that because uh, that helps other people find our show. So keep the love coming. Also, you can hit us up through email. We come from queens at gmail.com. You can send us questions um, you'd like us to answer during episode or send feedback. Also, um, people have been like suggesting topics to us. You can do that through the website or yeah, through the email. Yeah, we appreciate that. Thanks, Yeah, guys. go for it. Um, and who knows? Your your episode, your suggestion may, may become an episode. Um, as always, we love hearing from you. Thanks, friends. Bye. Ciao.